0: Hello and welcome. My name is Kevin Smith. And I'm Brian Belter. Thank you for joining us today, March sixth, two 2019. Today is Ash Wednesday, and we are beginning our journey through Exodus, our conversational devotional journey. Today we are going to start with Exodus chapter 2,
1: verses 1 through 10. Now a man from the house of Levi went, and took as his wife a Levite woman, The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. When she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank, and his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came to bathe at the river, While her young women walked beside the river, she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman, and she took it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. The birth of Moses and uh, a little tiny bit about his early early childhood. I thought it was uh, super interesting. Um, what, I mean, were you, what were you saying about some of the, the parallels of Moses and Jesus?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that sometimes, especially with the Bible, like you get into a, almost a point where you've hear, heard these stories so many times, you kind of lose track of like how awe-inspiring some of these events were and. It's interesting the parallels between Moses and Jesus. I mean, not only do you have Pharaoh's decree to kill the firstborn or kill uh, the young infant yeah, males. Yeah, Moses
1: it was all the male children. Yeah, all the male
0: children. And okay. uh, but uh, and then King Herod, when Jesus was born, a very similar decree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's an interesting parallel. You have Jesus laid in a manger. You have Moses laid into basically a. Thing of weeds pitched up with mud and set free in the Nile.
1: I mean, it's some humble beginnings. Yeah, you got Jesus in the manger, you got Moses in a basket, you got Jesus in a, a stall, a cave, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, you got Moses floating in the dirty reeds of the Nile River. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of similar, similar beginnings nonetheless. And then, uh, you know, fortunately, in both cases, you know, both the kid, the children were spared and grew up to do some pretty <laughs> awesome things, so.
0: Yeah, and a lot of trust in God to make sure that that, that came to fruition with Moses. Um another thing I know you and I talked about off mic, uh, we were talking about kind of, uh, how the women of the Bible launched this whole thing. The Exodus of the Jewish people could not have happened yep. without a, Moses' mother tr- putting her pl- trust in God to protect her son as he, she laid him into the water, and B, the cleverness of Moses' sister and run up to the Pharaoh's daughter and say, hey, I can grab you a wet nurse from... And which wet nurse does she grab? Her own mother. She grabs Moses' mother and brings him yeah, I mean, in. That so was... that's,
1: that's pretty amazing. I mean, we're going to talk about, even a little further back when we talk about chapter 1 in a couple of days, about two women that really kicked off the whole thing and yeah. and tried to save a whole bunch of Hebrew babies but we'll get into that in a couple days oh, yeah. too but it is kind of a neat a neat thing that we always think of these great biblical heroes and the men come up a lot but in stories like this you look at it and you're like this whole journey exodus of the Jewish people wouldn't have happened if it weren't for these mm-hmm. these four five six women that yeah, and even Pharaoh's own daughter yep. worked against his decree. Yep, she knew um, she knew it was a Hebrew child. Yeah, and yet she wanted it to be spared. And and eventually, like it says, you know, when uh, when the child grew up, which I think probably just means once he was no longer weaning with his mother, I, I would assume. You know, Pharaoh's daughter took him, adopted him, and named him Moses. So mm-hmm. she's even the one that gave us that that name that's echoed down through history. So yeah, that's some pretty. That's some pretty cool stuff just in 10 little verses, so. And I always have to think about how hard it was for Moses' mother. I mean, she
0: was probably happy he was alive, mm-hmm. uh, but then she got to bring him back into her own home and be the wet nurse essentially, be his mother for a time and until he was weaned and then had to give him up
1: again. But it's like you said. Yeah, um, at least this time she knows he's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. And she gave him over to none other than Pharaoh's daughter, who's going to raise him in riches and luxury, and he's going to get the best education, the best protection, the best food, the best place to sleep. I mean, he's probably living in a palace somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And that raising
0: brings Moses to the point where when he's a grown man, he grows up to defy Pharaoh's own flesh and blood son and free his people.
1: Spoiler alert! (laughs) We'll get to all that good stuff, I guess, Uh, throughout the weeks. I don't guess. I know we will, because I'm pretty dedicated to this.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I hope everybody else is, too.
1: Uh, I do think it is important uh, that we remember kind of the main theme of this whole passage. Um, You know, God is not technically mentioned one time in this passage. But, I mean, Kevin brought up a great point to me earlier, um, talking about how, uh, even though his name's not mentioned, you can see his handiwork all throughout this. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: obviously there were a lot of smart cookies at play through here, but God's hand kept Moses safe on the river. Uh probably had a little help with the divine inspiration to uh speak to Pharaoh's daughter and convince her it's like, hey, maybe you don't want to turn this child over to the authorities. I mean there's some compassion there, uh something that's very related to our Lord.
1: The fact that by chance Pharaoh's daughter asks Miriam, his Moses' sister, to go fetch a a wet nurse. Yeah. You know, that's not chance. That's, that's God's handiwork and His, His spirit at work, uh, manipulating the, the yeah. situation almost, you know?
0: I mean, and He's there even when He's not mentioned. And of course, I mean, the book of Exodus, we're, it's one of the books where we see, truly see the awesomeness of God taking a very direct route. Uh, but this is a nice little lead in where you see kind of,
1: some indirect assistance here and there. Yeah, it's no pillar of fire certainly not. <laughs> but it's uh it's definitely a you can see the subtle the subtle reference to the hand of God at work here. And I think that's that's really the most important thing for all of us to remember. Um, in all of our lives, you know, there's there's hardships, there's uh there's royal decrees that <laughs> go out from Pharaoh <laughs> to kill all the male children, but uh but God's plan will still be done. Even to to overcome those obstacles. Amen. Amen. Well, I think that uh, puts a nice little bow on our our first uh, little venture into this this Exodus journey. Um, Might be a little rough around the edges at first, but hey, so was Moses. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to get better as these uh, these days and weeks go on. So please remember to tune in. You know, every day, every weekday, every weekday. We're, <laughs> we're taking the weekends off. <laughs> Uh, Every weekday during Lent, um, leading up to that glorious day of Easter, and uh, we'll be available for you. And uh, remember, every Wednesday, worship services at Holy Cross, 7 o'clock. Not only worship services, if you come beforehand, you get a good meal, too. You get a good meal. Prepared, homemade, handmade, good stuff.
0: So come and join us. It should be a good time. And listen in tomorrow, where we uh, do a little bit of backtracking.
1: Yeah, we're going to go back uh, to the beginning of Exodus, even a little further back than that, into the, the end of Genesis, talking about how the Hebrews got to Egypt and into this situation. It
0: wasn't always bad times for them in Egypt.
1: No, they started out pretty strong, and I think it'll be pretty interesting to to start off on that, and we're going to go forward and try and cover all the main themes in the days to come. So, thanks for joining us on this inaugural podcast exodus journey and uh, we hope to see you, see you next time and before we conclude today we'd like to ask you all to join us in a short prayer so please fold your hands, bow your heads and pray with us Lord, in
0: today's story we saw how Moses came from humble beginnings just like your own son and how it was through your guiding hand even when not explicit that you kept him safe And you guided the decisions of the women involved in keeping him safe so that he could one day grow and through your guidance take the people from Egypt and under Pharaoh's rule. We ask that you stick with us uh, throughout our days, throughout this Lenten season, and guide us as you did guide him and your own son into his salvation of us. We ask you this, Lord.
1: Thank you. Amen. And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.